When people think of natural healing, they're sometimes skeptical because in our modern Western world, we are accustomed to pills, procedures, and other quick fixes. We are a society filled with instant gratification, shiny objects, and instantaneous results. The ancient roots of holistic health date back almost 5,000 years. And yes, there have been some wonderful advances in modern medicine, but these ancient practices are to be considered as well. Hello and welcome to the Igniting Your Dynamic Self series. I am Wendy Bjork, founder of HeartsOfWellness.com. If this is your first show with me, I am the Empress of a Mess, a key opinion leader in multiple sclerosis, and a mentor to inspire and empower others. I hope you are having a happy holiday season, and be sure to check out my most recent piece on surviving the holidays without losing your mind, which can be found at DailyTelegraphUSA.com. Two of the most well-documented ancient holistic health traditions are traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurveda. Chinese medicine originated almost 5,000 years ago and has continued to evolve into a complex system of diagnostic and treatment methods that are still practiced today. Throughout history, there have been natural healers that have used herbal supplements and other plant medicines to treat illnesses. And the role of women as healers, even in the Middle Ages, has been paramount in progression towards our modern medicine. During the Middle Ages, women held many social roles. They were peasants, mothers, abbesses, writers, scientists, scholars, teachers of various trades. They were also responsible for community health, particularly during childbirth since it was such a life-threatening situation. They were given special roles in women's health, a position that included midwives and herbalists. The wounded hunters and workers were tended to by women, often being referred to as women of the fields. They were involved in all aspects of human knowledge, including medicine. The Catholic Church was the ruling church at this time and had a special interest in controlling medicine. They believed that each substance had a signature that could cure the ailments of the body. It was a practice that dates back to ancient times when people considered herbal knowledge to be magic. The Middle Ages was a time for increased threats to women as well, especially the healers. Laws against female practitioners became more stringent as the power of university medical faculties grew. Women who were not medically qualified were barred from practicing medicine. The government who also threatened those who practiced medicine without a license. The licensed doctors, however, could practice in their own right. During the Middle Ages, there were important religious figures. They would rule over monasteries for both men and women and were given substantial land rights. In the early medieval times, monasteries served as clinics. They had extensive herb gardens and were a mixture of pre-Christian pagan rituals and Christian religious practices. The thought during these medieval times were, who knows how to heal also knows how to destroy, which was used during the witch hunts, and unfortunately these practices were a conscious act of genocide by the elites of power. During the Middle Ages, the Catholic Church was concerned about the influence of women. They feared the women were outside the male-dominated social order and concerning elements. Perhaps part of this reason is female healers were less tolerant of the male healers. This was a result of two parallel developments. The first involved the institutional organization of medicine, which led to prestige and respect. The second involved a witch hunt that led to the brutal persecution of women. The best evidence for the existence of female healers in the Middle Ages comes from the arts of the period. Women's contribution to the medical arts includes midwives, nurses, herbalists, and barber surgeons. These professions tended to be viewed 
as the minor or lesser versions of the male practitioners. The medical achievements of the period were largely preventative in nature. The official records of licensed healers reveal little evidence of the work of female practitioners. The church promoted the witch branding campaign against women healers, a practice that grew in popularity during the late 15th and early 17th centuries. This campaign was supported by clerical authorities who perceived the practitioners as a direct threat to the church's supremacy. In the case of the women healers, they were subjected to flagellation, excommunication, and even death on a rack. The medieval church disagreed that wise women were doing God's work. Churches were opening universities, professionalizing medicine to be practiced by book-learned men, so they needed to wipe out the competition. And it started off regular, relatively innocently. Government imposed fines and threats of imprisonment or excommunication if caught practicing medicine without a license. When that wasn't enough to scare them out of their livelihoods, the Catholic and Lutheran churches took things a step further. Between 1400 and 1700, their campaign to eradicate lay healers saw more than 100,000 women in Europe burned at the stake after they were declared to be witches. The Jacqueline Felicie trial is one example that has been covered extensively by medical historians, and I will explore her life in further detail in another article coming soon. Her trial has raised the question as to what the motives were of the male physicians who actually endorsed her practices. In particular, the most notable accomplishments were her ability to cure cases that other doctors had already given up. The Middle Ages was a time when physicians viewed non-Christians as inept charlatans. They believed that the only cure for the disease was the love of God, and this belief was part of a total treatment formula that included magic. During the Middle Ages, doctors tended to the body through purgation, observation, and other examinations. They used potions, lotions, that were prepared from botanicals. In medieval hospitals, drugs were dispensed by the older, more experienced nuns. During the Middle Ages, the body was believed to have a humoral model. And we all know now that herbal supplements can be a healthy alternative to prescription drugs. Although herbal remedies have been long used to treat a variety of health problems, they may also cause serious side effects. If you are thinking about using herbal products, be sure to get the best information from reputable sources. Herbal medications are not regulated by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, and this lack of regulation can cause serious safety concerns, which is why it's important to buy from a reputable source. This can include pharmacists, health food stores, and directly from the manufacturer. These sources can verify the quality of the ingredients, the absence of pesticides and heavy metals, as well as what your dose should be when, because some herbs can be toxic when taken in high doses. Herbal medicines are not recommended for people with certain health conditions, and you should always check with your physician for drug interactions. I think there's a lot of knowledge to be gleaned from our ancestors. Otherwise, maybe you and I wouldn't even be here today. Remember, if you feel like your questions aren't being answered by your providers, it's your right to seek a second opinion and additional support. And if there's any additional I can provide, feel free to visit heartsofwellness.com backslash you and bookmark this site because I will be back soon with more